Wasted Potential podcast is brought to you by Glen Canyon Community College. Looking to jump start your career? Want to finally get that degree you've been telling your mother you'd start 10 years ago? Well, enroll at Glen Canyon Community College. Our professors are of the highest caliber and just hand out A's. Our coaches actively shower with our students, and we're okay with that. When you become a Glen Canyon Community College member, there's a 100% chance of being attacked by rapidly evolving aliens. So, go online today and sign up to join Penn State University. I, I, I mean, uh, Glen Canyon Community University. Glen Canyon, we're your last choice in education. Waste Potential is also brought to you by our newest sponsor, Disney. Are you sick of things that make you upset now, but were made by people 20 years ago? Well, don't worry. You can hire Disney today to take away history. They'll erase everything. Except this movie. Thanks, Disney. You fucking can't even do that right. You got rid of the fucking Muppets, but you can't get rid of the goddamn evolution. Just cut out half of Ivan Reitman's fucking career. This isn't Disney, this is DreamWorks. Isn't that owned by Disney? No. This movie is awful. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of Wasted Potential, the podcast that just keeps going. The one you don't know about, but by the time you find it, we'll probably have 900 episodes and we'll be 80 years old. Alright, so today we're doing one of our commentaries, and we chose a very special movie. And by we, I mean me. Um, this one fit right into the category of movies I remember fondly, and upon reviewing, make me want to slit my throat. Um, this makes me hate Ivan Reitman, and I loved Ivan Reitman. And now, I don't know anymore. This is like finding out, I don't know, like the, the Jesus owned slaves or something. <laughs> I, I just don't know. We'll cut that one. Uh, like this, this movie is... Hi, I'm Ronnie. We're watching Evolution. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll get back on track. Yeah, this is my partner, Roddy. If you can't tell, this movie's going to be a grind, so we're going to try to make it really fun for you if you've decided to dive deep. You know, no hope ye for all ye who enter, whatever the hell the sign to hell says. <laughs> Abandon all hope, ye who enter. Yeah, yeah, that should be on the uh, title, the front cover of this movie. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, Roddy. Roddy, would you like to introduce... What we're going to do to numb ourselves to this movie today? Yes, as we're going to watch 1001's Evolution. We'll be playing some sipping games as per usual. So if it pops up on the screen, we'll shout it out. you got to drink along with this. It'll make this movie much more, um, at least, fun. Because you'll be looking for these things. But my thing is, anytime this film steals from the movie Ghostbusters, and I know it's directed by Ivan Reitman, but this is literally Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's shameless. <laughs> it's like the same characters and everything. Uh, mine's going to be uh, anytime they make a sexual joke about uh, Julianne Moore for 
no apparent reason, just other than to uh, harass her for being a woman. <laughs> That's what you get, lady. <laughs> like, yeah, look at this lady. She just wants to good humping, right? That's what women want. Look, it's a lady scientist. And um, as usual, Shane has hopefully prepared some trivia today for us. This is his choice. And then we'll be drinking a signature drink called the, I'm going to call it the uh, the Mad Scientist's Abortion. <laughs> the Mad Scientist Spritzer. And it's an absolute uh, nightmare. <laughs> drink or uh, drinking at eight in the morning. <laughs> it goes right along with this movie. Yeah, we're, drink we're actually recording this really early today, and so we're gonna start our day off with uh, sugar and rum. So join us as we dive into this awful movie and try to make it funny. So we're at forty. We're at we forty-four shall. seconds. Please don't pay for this movie. And anything else? Let's dance. Okay, we're starting at 44 seconds in 3, 2, 1, go. Ba, 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 let's dance. Do, do, do. We can't afford the royalties to Bowie, so. <laughs> Everyone shut this podcast off after hearing you sing. So here we get. Right when it opens, you go, oh, Ivan Reitman? Maybe I do remember this movie fondly, you know? Like, he's like a god in comedy. Uh, yeah, the 70s and 80s are, well, most of the 80s are kind of ripe with Ivan Reitman, like, things. Like, Ghostbusters is the funniest movie ever made, and if you disagree with me, then I don't care what your opinion is. It's the funniest movie ever, in my opinion. And this movie, I, I think I like the premise, but man, is it not funny. Yeah, and I even like the cast. It's just they're given nothing good. The only one that's given anything remotely funny is David Duchovny. And, I mean, they've got a lot. Like, Sean William Scott's a funny guy. I've seen him in movies and laughed. But he's so over the top that it's like, it hurts. Sean William Scott is the guy you call when you want someone to be a jackass and do stupid things. Because he'll do anything for money. Which is fine, like, because if... But like you mentioned numerous times, if you paid us money, we'd do anything for money. Too. Oh, so I, I will it. do anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny that like the the three main stars are Duchovny, Jones, and Scott, and then and then we get Julianne Moore. It's just like three men, and uh, we're watching this movie as men in the dinner in our dens of patriarchy. <laughs> oh, this movie, you know, you always hear about me too's, and I'm like, you know, I see why. A lot of women have issues with their castings in Hollywood. Julianne Moore's a, an Oscar-winning actress, and how she is treated in this movie is abhorrent. <laughs> it's abominable. <laughs> this is not funny. So right now, it's Sean William Scott is a... Well, I want to ask you, because maybe I think you know people who worked in like firefighting. Is this like a, a normal protocol for how to, be, to get a part of the firefighting? Oh, I've lit so many things on fire in my short soiree into firefighting. Uh, that's, they just, they hire you based on how well you can light things on fire. Well, like, <laughs> I guess it's supposed to be funny, right? And I think this movie is a tone problem because it's not funny at all. And there's nothing worse than a bad comedy. Like, bad comedies are, like, fucking slogs. And, like, who yeah. is he, like, talking to? Like, the camera? Well, I don't know, but, like, I see, I thought 
what they were going to do is a more classic approach, like either hillbillies going out there to like shoot things. Mm-hmm. And like I thought they were going to do when the sex doll came out, he was going to be like, well, I guess it's just me and you again. And then like then the meteor hits, right? Yeah. And that's kind of really funny. Quick, really but... quickly right here, the explosion goes off twice. They fucked this shot up. If you look up in the in the main shots, the shots behind him and explodes, and then it goes to the second like the second shot and it blows up again behind him. They fucked that up so bad. Wow. I also noticed that that car got really thrown. Oh, A plus to the guy in charge of blowing that car up. <laughs> He really dissent it. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the one positive I'll give this movie is when it does practical effects, it's kind of, in, it's not even good practical effects, but it's like, okay, cool, practical effects. At least I can like kind of look at that and watch it. Okay, how'd they do that? Because there's a person who likes that kind of thing. Yeah, Ted Levine. But, um, but like uh, you mentioned, sorry, because I it jumped because the explosion thing right there, but I was thinking like it's Men in Black. You can have Men in Black where it's like the rednecks out there and then it hits his truck, and then like it takes him over. So you, it's a very similar ending. That'd be a little more yeah. Classic in a way. I, this has a very Men in Black feel, which I guess is because Men in Black is kind of like an organized Ghostbusters, you know. It's, yeah. But it's it's just not as competent. And, no, um, Men in Black's funny. Like even though Men in Black takes a lot of things from stuff, and I think it's even based on the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. At least it's funny. This is the funniest scene in the movie, in my opinion, where he makes fun of these these fat idiots. Farva? Yeah, I was thinking Farva or a Bulk and Skull from uh, Power Rangers. I know, and he's freaking jacked now, that fat guy. Yeah, Ethan Suplame. Yeah. And I like how he's like, you all got A's. I don't care. Like, I kind of... The, the one bright spot, I would say, is David Duchovny's character, at least for me. Because I do smile at some of him. Just because he just shows up and just acts like a smug asshole like he does in every freaking movie he's in. Yeah, so this movie is called Not Ghostbusters because this is he's basically Peter Venkman. Yep. Ex- except for he's not Peter Venkman. It's like they got all their characters mixed up. Like, Peter Venkman's the person who doesn't believe in any of it. And he's just smug to make money. <laughs> Ray Stance is like, you know, obviously, Dan Aykroyd's character is crazy and believes in it full-heartedly. And then... Egon Spangler is like the science nerd. So all of them combined are different aspects of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it makes them all unlikable. They took like all the annoying qualities and put them all together. Yeah. I do like, he's like, I gave you a C because you wrote, cells are bad. My uncle lives in a cell. <laughs> I was yeah, like, that's, that's kind of funny. That, no, yeah, that's the, that's the, I think the one of the few jokes that land for me. It's funny. Yeah. And then this goes to where Orlando Jones is, a horn dog geology teacher, which could be kind of funny, but the it, it makes no sense. This whole thing. Can we? Can, can we I, this is a twenty-year-old movie, but can we stop as a community of comedy and stop with the the whole teacher wants to fuck his student? Like it's really creepy. Right, she's way too old for him. If he was a teacher, am I right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, but okay, I, I get they're in college, so she's of legal mm. age, but it's still definitely illegal for, for him to like be hitting on her and he uses her as a, an object of sexuality. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but like nursing school is not easy to get into. It's not just like, oh, I got a bad grade in geology. Like you have to get A's in like everything. Like nursing's become super freaking competitive. Hands off to people who become nurses. 
This is Ghostbusters when Peter Bankman wants to fuck a student. It's a drink. Ah, yeah. Hmm. So, here's my thing, too. I like how Orlando Jones acts. I just don't think I like his lines. Because I, I see him as this part. Like, I like him in the part. No, yeah, no, he's got good comedic timing, and his character's funny, but you're right, the dialogue. And the dialogue is so, so awful because the writers are absolute trash people. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, if you look up what they've they've written in the past, it is just absolute trash. Like, Don, uh, Don Jacoby here, who wrote the story for this, mm-hmm. wrote Life Force, Arachnophobia, and Double Team, which, if you never heard of Double Team, it stars Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, and Mickey Rourke just quality stuff right there <laughs> and the other two writers are hack writers too that wrote nothing of any like good <laughs> substance it's just these are awful everything sucks about this movie i'm sorry for being a negative nancy but this movie sucks if you want to watch a movie that's funny with orlando jones in it watch uh, the replacements he's actually hilarious in that i've never seen that it's a good movie keanu reeves he's hot right now um I think I've only seen Orlando Jones in The Time Machine, and I think he's in... Oh, what am I thinking of? Is he in Joanna Man, or is that someone else? I don't remember. <laughs> it might be someone else. I think it's someone else. <laughs> but and he's also in a TV show I'm watching right now called American Gods, which I love the novel. The show kind of sucks, but he's he's got a really good role in it, actually. Hmm. <clears throat> he's also in Magnolias. I think you gave me that trivia. But his, oh, is his he? Uh, yeah, his whole part got cut though. Oh. He's the he's the shooter that they never reveal. Oh, hold on! I think I'm getting Magnolias confused with Boogie Nights. <laughs> Very different movies. <laughs> yeah, Magnolias end with you gotta be a star. Show me a star, you are. Oh, Best I'm, ever. I'm thinking of the shooting scene in um, in Boogie Nights at the end when when Don Cheadle. You know what I'm talking about when Don Cheadle like robs that place because he's needs yeah. money in the shooter. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting my movies across. It's eight in the morning. I'm drinking. It's it's <laughs> rough to do comedy as soon as you wake up, but I'm starting to get there. I took a bump. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, and Sean William Scott is just screaming things, and I, I don't think that I don't think he has lines. I think they just said say whatever you want to. I think I would have recast him. Oh, that cop right there is Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Hey! There you go. The yeah, deep hands. How fun. Um, I would have recast Sean William Scott with uh, Johnny Knoxville. And I would have made him like a bum that lives out in the middle of nowhere that saw this meteor and everything. So he's kind of like your guide, but he's kind of ridiculous, you know? That's kind of like the, there's a movie with Schwarzenegger and him called The Last Stand where he plays mm-hmm. like a crazy gun nut out in the desert. Yeah, Kyle Gass, welcome. There's a lot of famous people in this, and obviously Ivan Reitman made it, so that's why he could just call everybody. Yeah. Want to, want to hear my Kyle Gass story really quickly? Hit me. I met Kyle Gass. Uh, my friends and I went to a, a festival that Tenacious D was hosting, and I got really, really trashed. On um, They had a, a Mike's Hard Lemonade stand where they just giving out free beers all day. So I was like, oh, I had like 12. And... Um, and I was really, really trash. And at the end of the night, my friend and I were walking, and my friend goes, it's Kyle Gass. I'm like, no, it's not. 
And and he says, yes, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. So we took a picture with this guy, and I was so trash, I don't remember it. The next day, my friend texts me, he goes, yeah, it was Kyle Gass. So I have a picture of me out there with Kyle Gass. With, and you think you're doing it with not Kyle Gass? Some guy. Look at this some, asshole. Some big, old, some big old bald fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a good point for some trivia, since this part's not really funny. Um, and by that, I mean the whole movie. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, true or false... David Duchovny turned down a role in Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones to appear in this movie. The timeline matches up, so I'm going to go true. Yeah, I'm going to start off with a true. David Duchovny was cast in Star Wars Episode Two. I couldn't find out what he was cast as. I assume mm-hmm. just a Jedi Council member or something, or maybe Count Dooku. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, How awesome would that be? But he said no to Star Wars to be in this movie, which... And hindsight may have saved his career. <laughs> well, um, the little I know about Duchovny is this is like right after he leaves X-Files and he thinks he's going to be a big star. I know he had a really bad press and I don't think it was until, what's that show you like with him? Californication. Yeah, I don't think it's until that that he gets a revival, but I don't get it. Like, I like X-Files just fine, but I think Duchovny's like smug asshole i don't think he's good at anything he just has to be cast right he just has to be in the right movie because he's kind of a one-trick pony he's good at that trick but um you can't expect anything else out of him yeah well californication just seems just him like just seems like he's playing himself and, <laughs> yeah. it's, and like you said it's, a, it's an enjoyable role here yeah uh i liked him as this part um so the, the premise behind this is that whatever this meteor is, the cells on it are able to evolve, like, insanely fast. That's the yeah, yeah. the gig. It's kind of a weird premise. Mm. I don't know how you deal with it. I would have rather, like, it just be an alien, and this is what it does. It shows up, it takes in the environment, and then it turns into something. Kind of like a xenomorph kind of thing. Sure, I don't see. I don't mind this premise. It's really like B movie, but if you take it more of a B movie kind of way and have some likable characters, I think just having likable characters and comedy would make this movie much better. But like I said, I like the premise of it. But it's ridiculous the rapid evolution, which doesn't make sense because later they say these things can't survive in our oxygen, but it seems like they're doing just fine. Yeah. Also, I, I was gonna do any time they degrade women in this film. Because they take shots at women all the time. Like, even when he's like, I'm a D3 women's volleyball coach. It's like said in like, like, you know, I that's not a real sport. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, that's what I was talking. Like, any jokes that wouldn't fly anymore as my original drinking game. Like, there's kind of a lot of those. Like, it's, and once again, it's, it's not sexist. It's just very, it's, it's lowbrow comedy. It's aiming very low. Yeah. That's this this movie is a perfect like whenever you go come on like really we're, we're taking this a little far Hollywood then you look at these movies and you go okay I see I see some complaints here <laughs> this is written by like 60 year old men everyone who wrote this like this cat a screenplay are like old men so like they're trying to do like 70s and 80s jokes mm-hmm. which you know don't really age and aren't even like they're not even funny like I can laugh at messed up like callous humor but this isn't they're not even like set up funny well it's funny because ghostbusters is funny but if you look at the lines and everything if you just read the script you would go 
But it's how Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and all them interact with each other and do the jokes that makes it so funny. But it's a it's a lot of things that really works for that. Yeah, should watch Ghostbusters. All right, everybody, welcome. We're we're watching Evolution, and right now David Duchovny is all smug and he's like, "We're gonna get the Nobel Peace Prize." You ready? And he's like, "Single-celled organisms. They have ten base pairs." I don't know what the fuck that means. Some of them do with DNA. Um, um, now they're multi-cell organisms. Before I forget, this is a scene in Ghostbusters 2 when they look at the slime. Mmm. Drink. Yeah, I, all I did last night was compare this movie to Ghostbusters because I was so bored. So I, I, I tried. I, I, sh- I should have made like a little chart and in in like a Venn diagram of like <laughs> when it was Ghostbusters references. There's so many. I, I giggled, I think, three times in this movie. One is when Orlando Jones goes, holy kookamooka. <laughs> of course you fucking laughed at <laughs> Well, I just remember as a child saying that constantly because it just mm-hmm. it tickled my fancy. So anytime I'd say, holy kookamooka. <laughs> so that brings me back. There's also one joke I liked. It's a very subtle joke, so it's not really funny, is when they call him Dr. Whatever, and then they also call him Mr. Whatever. So it's kind of funny how, like, no one takes him seriously. Because <laughs> I don't remember his name in this fucking movie. Oh, uh, Kane, right? Dr. Kane? Yeah. Dr. Cocaine? Uh, and then Sean William Scott's just doing... Watch, he's gonna run up the ladder and get hit in the nuts. And he goes, Oh! Okay, so right. you saw this as a kid, right? Yeah, 2001. I probably saw it maybe a year or two after it came out, so I would have been young <laughs> see i didn't see this until like a year ago actually my wife and i were just looking for something to watch and she says have you seen evolution i'm like i have never seen evolution actually and she goes oh i think it's funny and then we watched it <laughs> and then we're like oh it's not funny oh this isn't funny at all <laughs> yeah because then because um i remember as a kid seeing a trailer for this and i wanted to see this in theaters but at the time like my mom and i were the ones that see movies my dad doesn't give a shit about movies so my mom and I want to go, and she was like, oh, I'm not watching this. <laughs> so, I, so no one took me to see this, so I didn't see this until I was an old man. and It's goddamn awful. <laughs> uh, see, they could have made more jokes that were funny about that. Like, I know it's kind of steel, but like he could have been like, that's some respect, it's a goddamn Pontiac Riva. <laughs> and he's like driving yeah. away. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I just think they need to play him a little down to make him funnier. He's just too much. Just like the fucking fat twins here. I don't... It, the joke's like, they're fat and dumb. <laughs> hey, that's that's something. That's, it's giving us something as, as opposed to saying goofy things and dancing to uh, Boogeyman. Yeah, and they should have made these kids like TAs or interns. That'd be funnier. Because I just picture Life Aquatic. They're like, all right, interns, go pick up the goof. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just kept killing interns. <laughs> There's just so many funny things. What I was thinking is, like, they take these these kids down there, and sure, they have hard hats, but they don't give them, like, any protective scientific gear, like masks or, like, really any gloves or any kind of PPE at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture, like, there's, like, a monster in here, and it moves, and they're like, intern, go check that out. <laughs> See, this is, like, actual, like, set design, and I like this. It's a really cheap-looking background and set. It's obviously, like, you know, soundstage. Mm-hmm. But I like that it's an actual like like 
this this isn't even like a compliment because nowadays this would be CGI and be ugly, but at least yeah. it's actually made. It's cheaper to do this. Was that the guy from Harold and Kumar? Yes, it is. There's so many people okay. in this getting their their starts here. Um, I for a second there last night thought that was Paris Hilton. I don't know why. I think it's because the time frame would match up, but I thought that was Paris Hilton. I think it's just probably a clone to look like her. Yeah. It's hydrogen sulfite. We should smell it. Yeah. <laughs> Smells like farts in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I do like how the movie looks. Um, I kind of like the cheap, like, they they have a look that's kind of like goofy and cheap, but it's consistent, and I I think it's funny. Yeah, it, it works on a like like I said before, like a B movie premise. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think the CGI looks too terrible. It's goofy, but it kind of works like you said for what's going on here. So I don't think the CGI is terrible. They use yeah. it too much at the end, but I I don't think it's terrible. Yeah, like the CGI in Men in Black doesn't look very good, but you're okay with it because you just enjoy watching Tommy Lee and Will Smith. Yeah, I, I think comedies kind of get away with more of a low-budget feel to them because you're not really you're there for the comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm here besides you're an asshole and maybe watch this. Well, we can maybe in a reveal later just talk about why we got to this movie. But <laughs> Yeah, we... So right now, I guess, I guess you're not explaining this right now. They're at the flatworm part where they take the... The uh, college kids on a field trip, which I know I took like two field trips in college for my science classes, but it was like around the campus to like see vegetation. I didn't know that you actually took them on actual field trips. I had one, but it was a voluntary. It was for meteorology, I think. And it was like they went down to um, the desert to look at some stuff and do some stuff for the night. But it was a voluntary thing. You didn't have to do it. It was all extra credit. It was basically like the teacher wanted to go camping, so and he just didn't want to go alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I know there's a couple field trip things that were for extra credit when I was in college. I, but I didn't take them because I was an awful freshman. I was an awful student. <laughs> but I don't even know what to say about this. I they they have a. I like the scene where it's cool. It's I don't know if the the. I get the mitosis thing. I don't think it's accurate of like how. Th- I, I guess it works because everything's so rapid. But I think it's I think it's cool looking. But that obviously the sex joke. Is yeah. Stupid. No sex. What? Where? That what from, movie? I, Godzilla. I, I, remember? Because they go. There we go. Where's the fun was, in that? I was thinking so hard last night. Like, what movie did we review? What that happened? And it's the same Godzilla joke. Speaking of Godzilla. I'm saying it now. I'm fucking seeing that movie just so I can punch myself in the face when I'm done with it. Like you do realize by the time this podcast comes out, this movie's that movie, Godzilla vs. Fuck. We really just need to start recording. <laughs> just well, cut okay, this part. I'm just, yeah, I'm not gonna cut it. <laughs> God, it always sounds like we're like from 1990 when we're. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Behind the scenes of a basic potential podcast, Shane and I are very busy people, especially Shane. So we record a lot of things in advance, so I have time to to edit them, and Shane has time to actually do this. So if you don't like our dated <laughs> jokes, <laughs> fuck off. I know. God, I was listening to one of our podcasts, and it was like we're making Trump jokes, and Biden's been president for like a month. 
and by the time you say this, Ben's in prison for six months. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully we don't implode. Tell us when you listen to this episode if we're all on yeah. fire. Um, so this, rem- this is stealing from Caddyshack. Like, I got Caddyshack vibes. Like, you oh, know, competent grounds person. And then later it's more. Like, later when the guy gets eaten by the the Gozer dog. Like, uh, the, furry it's the gozer dog i thought i recognized that thing you're right yeah uh, we'll, we'll drink later for that yeah i'm giving all my jokes ahead of time because there's nothing else to talk about in this I, movie <laughs> I man this would have been kind of funny if like he was like a bill murray groundskeeper he's like oh look at this <laughs> and he like takes it home and puts it in his own terrarium yeah i know they just don't know what to do with his character and I'm telling you, they had to add him afterwards. Like, like I think someone in the producer said, "This movie isn't funny." Because then they had this Sean William Scott's character and said, "Hey, be funnier." I don't know though because he's tied into the plot too much. So I, yeah. I don't know if it was, it was like a later rewrite because there's three credited screenwriters. Maybe they said, "Hey, this should be funny, right?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I guess we should make this humorous because what else have we got?" Well, I was gonna make this uh, a trivia, but it, I didn't know how to write it as a trivia, so I'm just gonna do it as a fact. Apparently, this sure. movie's original script was as a serious sci-fi. Yeah, I, I, I got that feel. And then Ivan Reitman got a hold of it and did rewrites and then sent it back to the guy. And the guy laughed so hard that he was like, we got to keep this a comedy. So the original script must have been just utter shit. <laughs> it was, you know what I can see it is, it is probably like a 50s B movie where it was very boring. Very mm-hmm. boring and slow and talking. It's like Annihilation, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll, fuck you. <laughs> How did you sneeze again? Every fucking time. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I got fucking dandelions over here. But I'm going back to you. Fuck you. Annihilation's a fucking fantastic film. You can go fuck yourself with a big old dick. Everyone, but, um, they're bored. Everyone knows that Annihilation is just the stolen script of evolution. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I, I'm going to be in the minority here and be the person that did not... I've, I can't make it through Annihilation. I've tried to watch it three times now, falling asleep each time. And I, I completely understand that. It's, it's for certain people. It's a slow sci-fi horror film. I get that. It's like clockwork. It's like it has a switch. Like I get to the part where they meet the alligator, and then... I fall asleep and I wake up at the lighthouse and I go, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I love that movie so much. So I'm, we're going to move on here because Bryce just starts screaming at you for 20 minutes and saying how wonderful. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you take that back! Here's okay, where... So here's, here's a trivia oh. for you. See if you remember this. Uh, uh-huh. This character right here is Ted Levine plays the asshole general here. Uh-huh. What other movie in our podcast history have we done with Ted Levine? Ah, Fuck. I know that we have two Silence of the Lambs people in this. Yeah, um, there's quite a few. He he was in another movie that we were like, come on, man, you were Buffalo Bill. What'd you, what are you doing? Yep. And, and here's a hint, though. The main actors were white and black, too. Osmosis Jones. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wild Wild West. He plays oh! um, the guy with the, the weird um, thing in his ear. God, that seems like years ago. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when we watch bad bad movies it ages you <laughs> um okay 
Here's a true or false for you. Let me uh, get one up here. Uh, Ivan Reitman saw Ty Burrell in a movie before this and thought that he was the funniest man he had ever seen, so therefore he cast him as this part. Uh, I think it's false, but I'm going to go true. True. Okay, it is false because this is his first film. This is his debut. Uh, see, the only thing I remember him bef- in this time frame is he was in um, Zack Steiner's Dawn of the Dead. Or Dawn yeah, of the Dead. he was the asshole in Dawn of the Dead. And drink. We're sexualizing Julian Moore. And it starts. So, um, Julian Moore's character, if, if you go on IMDb, I was just reading like the synopsis, because I, I want to say, like, how do you describe this movie? And they and they say, th- uh, three guys and one sexy but nerdy girl. I'm uh. like, god damn. They describe her as sexy but, but nerdy girl. And if... Yeah, yeah, that's just not even funny. Because I was like, you gotta I recast her if that's what you want. Because Julianne Moore is too serious and good. You gotta do someone that's a little more schlocky. But even then, that's not funny. She's... <laughs> David Duchovny grabbing his nutsack. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, I got your fruit basket right here. <laughs> He's the wrong cast for this. <laughs> Everything's the wrong everything for this. This is annoying too, is I don't understand. Um... Oh, this is also, real quick, um, this is stealing from Ghostbusters too, because Ted Levine's kind of like the asshole um, insurance yes. person. He's, uh, Walt- he's Walter Peck, he's the EPA guy. I was yep. going to get to him later. Yeah, I'm But uh, I guess we'll drink now. He's the Walter Peck. He even looks like him. <laughs> um, yeah, he's a, a spineless asshole. But I don't get this because. Because it's like the idea is, um, hey, the military's going to handle this. Okay, can you at least give us credit for us in the science books? Yeah, okay, cool. Problem intention resolved. Like, why yeah. does the military care who, who finds this? Yeah, or it like... Oh, my God. And number two... Oh, my God. <laughs> He's literally and figuratively showing his ass. <laughs> See, that makes me giggle. And Julianne Moore's like, ooh. I like how they instantly go to court. Like I wrote that down, too. This, like, and they're re- There's no lawyers. It's just them arguing in front of a judge. <laughs> this is so cheap. This is so cheap and awful that, that all these all of our main characters, besides Sean William Scott, are in here screaming to this judge that it takes only two weeks to get a hearing. And the military would be like, yeah, fuck you. We're doing our job. We're not going to go to a bullshit hearing. So, three things I'm going to go through right now on why this is dumb and how they could have fixed it. I'm going to quote, fixed it. <laughs> really quickly before you go into your tirade, mm-hmm. I thought they went to go pick up the rock with that science experiment. Re- remember when they go to the right. to pick up the rock? So, yeah. did they say why they didn't pick it up? No, they just cut that shit. Because the worms? I guess because the worms, because they're scientists, they don't want to kill them? I don't really Maybe. know. Maybe. Go in your tirade now. All right. One. They should not have tied David Duchovny so tightly to the bad guys. That, it just, it's too much. They could have done that he's a disgraced scientist. Like, that's kind of funny. But you just do it in a way that he used to work at a big university or something, and he did something real stupid. Maybe, like, he slept with the dean's daughter or something stupid, right? And now he's a disgraced 
playboy at a community college. That's a funnier character that we can get behind, other than he poisoned soldiers. <laughs> I just hope the Christ he didn't develop the COVID vaccine. Oh, uh, we'll find out. Um, two. Um, they shouldn't have done like the, the military wouldn't just come in and, and like they might muscle them out in a softer way, but they wouldn't completely be like, fuck you, you're done. Like, they would just show up and, cl- I don't know, this is, it, there's, it's just so heavy-handed. It seems like the writers don't understand military or science at all, because, you know, I'm pretty sure they can go hand-in-hand, hand. and it's weird that the CDC ladies here, because they don't, like, once ever address, like, any disease. Like, they say, it's a possibility, and then that was it. Yeah, and but, but 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 apparently she's an expert on how like any kind of organism spread as opposed to just diseases. Yeah, and this part's not even funny. It's stupid. I'm thinking of a funnier thing. Like I want to recast the judge as Molly Shannon, <laughs> and she's like silence <laughs> like, in her you're, you're, you're gonna go for stupid, go over the top. And yeah, or like make Dan Aykroyd the judge, and he's like a super alien nut. <laughs> oh, you know who should be is Harold Ramis. Get your more Ghostbusters cred. Have Harold Ramis in there, and he's just confused and be like, what is going on here? Yeah, they could have done something funny with the judge, where the military's trying to explain, and they're trying to explain, and the judge is just dumb and doesn't understand anything. <laughs> I think that could have been funnier. Man! Come on, Ivan Reitman, you're better than this. You're so much better I'm than sure this. I'm sure it was just a paycheck, and, and, and they thought it's like a kind of not even horror it's a science comedy so it kind of connects to ghostbusters but like the science and ghostbusters doesn't really matter but they over explain it because make you feel like it's smart this they explain it too so i guess they have that kind of credibility because it doesn't matter in a comedy what science is so they have that cred but mm-hmm. i don't think they understand how they like how samples or how like like how things with the military really work. Yeah. Because you would want scientists in there explaining what's going on. Right? Especially how dangerous this could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what it should be instead, like you are saying how to fix this? Is it should be David Duchovny's colleague is in there. An actual hotshot scientist who we can actually relate to. Because who cares if it's a military operation? Have a yeah. scientist in there who's actually very, very wrong. So then you have a connection to science as opposed to military versus science right you could say like david kevney used to work at harvard or something like that and they're they're taking the lead on this because he's the number one guy and david kevney is his number two or was his number two before he did something stupid yeah or or the other guy stole his theorem or his vaccination Mm -hmm. as as opposed to he inoculated a bunch of soldiers which doesn't sound like his problem sounds like the whoever decided to roll out a hundred 140,000 people at one time without doing clinical trials. I think it's more like basically half the Marine Corps got poisoned. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so embarrassing that he's wearing a beanie. Like I, I didn't spend any time in the military, but I think someone would be like, yeah, take that shit off. Yeah. And no actually, you know, button up. it's, it's just, I get it. It's a comedy, but it's really annoying that they don't take anything seriously. Yeah. Or like take the time to even think like, how just just a base level like i'm not asking that they you know freaking go full like to the t with military but like just a general because like even a general audience that may have not been in the military is gonna is like that's not how that would work 
Like <laughs> the scene remind the scene reminds me of Austin Powers. I wish it was more like Austin Powers. Does it remind you of that, like in number two, and like in the space station, and they're wearing those things—the big old <laughs> things, the big cheap kind of set looking. Thing? Yeah, this all leads to a butt joke, but I, I interrupted your third point. I don't remember my third point. I was getting so mad. <laughs> and this—they have had no no interaction. They had one interaction. He's like, "Oh, your girlfriend, she wants it." Like that—that that is so forced. Like, it's because it's because you want to have a woman here be so that they would come and you can fuck somebody. <sighs> oh, by the way, here's a weird reference that they mentioned. I'm an Aquarius. David Duchovny's in a TV show called Aquarius where he's like hunting the the uh, the Manson family. Oh, hmm, fun little thing. Is it? I good? watched an episode and got bored. I watched an episode and. I, oh, does it open up with him boxing? I don't remember. I remember watching an episode, and I was like, eh, it's not for me. I, yeah. Crime procedurals got to be very specific for me to get interested in. True Detective. <laughs> there you go. Well, well, like, True Detective, you have, like, great characters and an amazing, like, masterclass filmmaker behind it. So it takes a, a you know, a regular plot and makes it, like, you know, fantastic. Yeah. I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> it's really bad. And I think it, like, they need to get more mileage out of that judge scene. It needs more set comedy scenes. Speaking of which, judge scene, that's the Ghostbusters 2 when they're fighting the um, the city. So drink. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking of all the jokes in uh, Ghostbusters that make me laugh now. <laughs> I like this scene. I like this design. This is all... A real set. These creatures are obviously CGI, but they I think they blend in pretty well. Yeah, the best parts are with the monsters, kind of, I think. Like, yeah. those, like the scene where the dragons are all out in the, I think that's kind of a cool shot and a cool idea. And, you know, it could be kind of funny where they're like, I'm John here and behind me are dead dragons in the Arizona desert. <laughs> Yeah, I have some notes for that. But I, this stuff is like at least an interesting design. It, I think all the creativity in this movie went for the design and the set design stuff. That alien just looks like the the one from uh, those little cockroaches that smoke and drink coffee. From oh, Men in Black. Men in Black. <laughs> yeah, it, this this is a very Men in Black feel. I think this is three years after it, so I'm assuming the visual department just all worked. I think Men in Black's it. Warner's though. This is DreamWorks. Yeah. I do like the idea that, like, they're setting up that everything eats everything in here. It's a very violent world. It's just small right now. <laughs> yeah, they don't really get into this later because they kind of abandon... I wrote this down at one point. I was like, so what's the what's the alien's objective? Because, like, Men in Black is obviously take over the world, and, like, the thing is just to reproduce and spread, and then... The blob is just, I'm a mindless being. I'm going to keep consuming. Mm -hmm. What's the point of these things? I think this is me giving the movie too much credit. Since they're all developing differently, right? There's certain cells are eating the other ones and developing into things that do all this. Um, that it's, yeah. it's purely just to live. And that some parts of it are just violent because of... I mean, think about man. Like, as we developed... Spelled the end for a lot of species. <laughs> no, but once again, I I like that theme. The idea that like 
Nature is just nature. That's the whole point of the movie. Annihilation is fantastic. Is it? There's no like. There's no negative right connotation. It just is what it is. There's also a movie called Life, where there's a really good scene in that movie. The movie is just basically Alien with Jake Gyllenhaal. But uh, there's a scene where like the character says, "I hate that alien," but then like someone goes, "It's not of hate. It's just it is what it is. It just happens to be carnivorous." <laughs> drink a lot this is they're gonna make a bunch of jokes at julian oh uh, here we go oh she's a cold ice bitch and she just wants a good humping literally says she just needs a good humping mm. i have said some jokes that will end me but that one i was just like who wrote that and was like that's what we have to keep in there yeah who thought that was funny like, like who's that like sex jokes aren't fun funny when you don't use any innuendo. Like, or 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 the joke is she wants to have sex. That's the joke. Like that. That's it. That that's just it. There's nothing more to that. Yeah. It's embarrassing. Is what it is. Really quickly, I I missed the scenes we were talking over it. The scene when Sean William Scott is looking at the uh, the creature, like the word seal looking thing in the water thing. Uh-huh. He mouths, "What the fuck." But if you look at his, his face, he mouths what the fuck, but it says, what the hell? It's a really <laughs> weird edit, and I wonder if they re-edited this down for PG-13. They probably did. If they, well, once again, like, there's no fucks at all. You're allowed to have at least one or two fucks in PG-13. I'm just surprised that they didn't even keep one in. But I was thinking of, um, like, a, a sex joke and how it's done well, and I thought immediately of Jurassic Park, where... Jeff Goldblum's like, is uh, is she single, or something? Are you two together? Yeah. And they like have it. And he goes, oh, I'm always looking for a, a future X Mrs. Alcum. Mm-hmm. Or and I was like, that's kind of funny. It shows that he's like a playboy, and you know he's just always nonsense. But it's done cleverly and it fits Jeff Goldblum. He doesn't go, oh, I'm always looking for someone that needs a good humping. <laughs> yeah. No, there's. You you can make crass humor work, but you need you know a better writer <laughs> as opposed to these three people. And this is so embarrassing, and I I know you're gonna laugh your ass off at this scene, pun not intended. I but it's this, so is, awful. this is so awful. It's so awful, and it makes no sense. It's like this weird thing where it's crawling through his skin. Like they say a couple funny things, like "Oh my god, we're gonna have to chop the leg off." And he goes, "You leave that leg." And it's going, "Oh, it's going for his testicles." And he's like, "Take the leg." Like that's kind yes, of funny. That's a- that's a fun kind of, like, reverse, like, oh, don't take a leg. You know what? Take the leg. Yeah. But then they're like, oh, I know how we'll get it. We'll go through his asshole. To yeah. ca- That makes, number one, anatomically no sense. Mm. Like, they should have just got it. Like, this this is kind of funny where, but then they just take it so over the top. If it's going it, to go to his colon, you have to rip through his colon to get there because your skin and your gastrointestinal thing... Under your skin, your gastrointestinal is not the same thing. But once again, I guess if it went from his anus to his skin, they're not really playing by real rules here. Like, look at Julianne Moore. She's like, this is this is where I am now. This is. She's like, I'm an Oscar winner. Yeah. Well, I've... not the right now. She's not an Oscar winner, but she's an Academy Award nominated actress. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, this is this is where I am. Well, I don't know. She was in Lost World, Jurassic Park, so she knows how to be in schlock. I mean, if they wanted to do this scene, I don't know why, but if they really wanted to do this, they needed it to be like, the bug's gone up by, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and yeah. they, like, do an x-ray, and they're like, 
well, it's dead, but it's really up there. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I just, this scene doesn't need to be here. Like, it's supposed to be funny, but it's funny if you're 12. Because I remember seeing the trailer for this in theaters and laughing because I was like 12. Maybe younger than that. Maybe 10. This is so much sugar. I do enjoy that. It's, it's, it's for my funny. ass. <laughs> That's kind of the funny joke. I like that. Yeah, this movie is perfect. It's wasted potential. Because it could have been more of a giggle instead of yeah. a punch in my face. That, or even if you just want to go for a a dark, dark kind of sci-fi horror, you could go for this, too, and go for this. Like, it's expanding and spreading. This is the scene that really felt like Caddyshack to me, is, um, mm-hmm. is when they go out to the green and stuff like this. And I at first thought this was the guy from Twin Peaks, and it's not that guy. <laughs> he sure does look the, like it, huh? The dad. And I'm, right now I'm blanking. He's a... Actor, I know he does look like the dad from Twin Peaks, doesn't he? Yeah, huh. it's not him though. It's Ray Weiss. Ray uh, Weiss. Um, it's not him though. Yeah, Sean William Scott is just not the person for this role. They need someone really like you were saying, more like Bill Murray's Caddyshack, where he's kind of understated. Hey, look, it's an older version of Kirsten Wig. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you know who would have been good? Uh, the guy from Office Space, the stapler guy. Oh, um, I can't remember his name. He's uh, been... Dilbert. Yeah, he's been in a couple of movies I actually really like him in. Is it actually Dilbert? Because I'm trying to remember because I know that there's that cartoon called Dilbert. Like, I think it would have been funny to have him and he's like just kind of this stupid groundskeeper here and like all these people are dying at the golf course and he just gets sent out to catch this alligator monster and he's like, well, so yeah. I caught this monster. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> well... <laughs> That connects to my my reference of this is Caddyshack would be like you have a very socially inept and weird character, kind of just in, intermingled. He's not inept enough though. He needs to be like blissfully just like accidentally doing the right thing and just pool boy. And he's like, I'm gonna burn this place down. Mrs. Gozer drink. Yeah, yeah. I- Ivan, R.I.P. Though I mean, he's not dead. He's not? Oh, I'm thinking of Harold Ramis. Yeah. That looks like a real puppet. I don't think it was, but it looked really good. It does look good. I'm thoroughly surprised they, they must have dumped all their money in getting Duchovny and the CGI. I don't know. Duchovny, this is 2001. Is Duchovny a hot commodity right now? I think then he was kind of getting hot because he was coming fresh off of X-Files. Yeah, but he left, and that probably pissed off fans. I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. But um, yeah. but I guess what I, I, <laughs> I don't I guess give what, a fuck. <laughs> I, well, he doesn't care. He's not even trying. I love he that he doesn't care. I, he doesn't it's, try in anything he's in. <laughs> it's perfect. He does though. In Californication, he has some depth. I know he's playing a very similar character to himself, but the he depth least... is written for him. He doesn't have to create any depth. <laughs> But but once again, like he, he still plays into being a. I've only seen season one of of Californication, but he plays into the idea of he actually has feelings. This guy is fucking stunted. Yeah. Uh, good humping. Drink again. <sighs> Jesus fucking Christ. And then and then even more. No, is it later? It's later when she says, "I'd fuck your brains out." Okay, I've got a fun one for you. You'll like this. 
Please. Um. So Wayne, which I think is Michael, or is uh, Shalom Scott. Scott. The original casting was supposed to be Michael J. Fox. No, I say false. It's true. They originally what? were going to have Michael J. Fox play Wayne. And I was thinking how much better that would be because I was like, that could be kind of funny because he could play it up a little more like he's inept, but he's unaware how inept he is. I think it could have been funnier with him. I completely disagree because this this is no character. And I'll, I think this character works for Sean William Scott. I don't think it's good, but it works for him because Sean William Scott has no range. No. I know he was in a movie like a couple years ago that he played like a suicidal kind of person, which I get comedians try to break out that role, mm-hmm. but Sean William Scott is so one note. He's he's perfect in like role them. models. I laughed a lot in role models. Yeah. Or like or uh, even better, trip, he's, I think he's, he's better in old school where he's yes. there for five minutes and just scream something. That's that's, that's who he is. He's the crazy <laughs> animal handler. <laughs> or um, you know what? His best role is actually in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, he plays, yeah, where he's uh, the gay uh, biker. He plays the gay version of Mac, where he's really cool, <laughs> right. and, and, and he ends up dying because he's drunk and gets on his motorcycle. Yeah, that's his best role, actually. I'll take back my statements. Yeah. I'm still viewing this from my recast of the guy from Office Space, and it's making me laugh, where he's just like, so this monster ate my boss. <laughs> and then he, he appeared to choke on air. Like, it needed to be someone that's just unaware uh, and just kind of, not not stupid, just doesn't care. Just kind of very aloof. No, he, he just stumbles through the movie, and at the end, for some reason, he has his comeuppance of doing something heroic. I like I, this scene. But they, they, they went too light on it. it. It could have been funnier, like... Here they are. They should have all been gabbing and just being like the worst kind of like older housewives that everyone would be like, oh my god. And then the monster just eats them all in kind of a funny way. Yeah, yeah they don't really have a big body count. They have not Ray Weiss and they have some military guys get crushed. That's basically it. They should definitely go for at least... Okay, in Ghostbusters there's actually a threat. I know it's a comedy, but like you have some kind of feeling of of like, you know, a lethal or like fear this thing's mm. sad and pathetic i felt bad for this thing this thing oh, looks like a sad like toad i know i i don't know if i like that it was the monster i think it should have died and you're like oh and then like there's this real monster that just starts eating it in front of them and they're like jesus yeah. christ well, well i get evolutionary it kind of makes sense because it's like it looks pathetic so you get close to it and then it attacks you so mm-hmm. i guess that makes sense in that way but the sad looking frog dog is the frog dog. Was this their attempt to sell toys? <laughs> I wish. But yeah, no, like... It, because they, they try to do it with the asshole pool boss guy, and then he gets eaten by the dog. Like, you, you try to set up people that you don't like so the audience doesn't feel too bad. But they don't do it with these people at all. They're just like having tea or something they should have been like so i told john you don't make enough money <laughs> and then that was my fourth husband oh my gosh he's got a revolver with no bullets in it <laughs> well, it doesn't have any bullets in it look at that mm. nancy reagan over there was calling the cops and it should have been playing dead like oh 
Guess it's dead. And then it eats them. It should have eaten them. You, you need something. You need a threat so that we as the audience are like, oh, we care that you're blowing up these species. Yeah. Or like, just like an old lady and her husband. She's like, Jared, there's a monster in the closet. And he's like, God damn it, there's a monster in the closet. <laughs> Gerald, there's a dog in the closet. I saw no dogs. So, and then he gets eaten. So we're gonna drink because it's kind of uh, the scene before this where we're talking about the green frog dog. It reminds me of like in Ghostbusters when like the montage of like people being attacked. Yeah, it is very much. But that's funnier. Like the skeleton looks back from the cab and he's like, <laughs> "Yes, Shane. Ghostbusters is way funnier than Evolution. <laughs> what a wonderful revelation, Shane." How intelligent My God. commentary track. Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ghostbusters is we... funnier than, than Evolution. Jesus. You realize what you've stumbled upon. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Hot Waste Potential Podcast. We take hot takes over here. We should become better editors and just um, green screen our faces into movies, commenting how we think it should have gone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, Shane. We should be better editors because you're the one working your ass off. I'm not gonna lie, but the current editor we have sucks balls. <laughs> Just... <laughs> you're so quiet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You do a wonderful job. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> God damn it, Kevney, he's such a looker. She's mine. Ugh. This is so embarrassing that, like, now she feels bad for him after she inoculated people <laughs> with 140,000 people. With... Dysentery to the entire military. <laughs> he killed veterans. Exactly. But now I want to fuck him because it's all his asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole it was. And then oh, this scene... God. I for I didn't even know I forgot. It kind of like triggered memories of the scene, but I did not know Sarah Silverman was in this movie. Yeah, um, Sarah Silverman is a very funny comedian. I I really think she's funny, but goddamn, does she embarrass the shit out of herself in this yeah. movie? I think she's been in some terrible movies, but man, I'm sure she looks back on this one like, oh, I almost showed my tits in this movie. I know. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> um. They have a lot of talent, and I think they should have let the actors... Maybe they let them, but I was like, let them play a little more. Because Sarah Silverman is funny, and I think if you let her work the way she works, like let her be you know, dis unamused and sassy, I think she could have been hilarious in this role. Yeah. Like, she could have been like, this is Sam. He's, um... Better than you in about one and a half inches. Or, you know, just let her go. I'm not Sarah Silverman. I couldn't be as funny. But I think if you let her go in this, she could have been funnier than, You want to see my tits? <laughs> or weird, like, why is she actually wearing his shirt? Like, how weird is that? Yeah. And the joke is women like to show off their boobs to him. Because he's David Duchovny. Oh, because... I know. This is... Instead of Orlando being like, she's crazy, just, <laughs> he dodged a bullet on that one. Like, I, I don't know, they're, they could have been funny, you're not just, there he is. They keep referencing that he's this playboy, but we haven't seen him 
be a playboy. Everyone just keeps telling us. It's actually the opposite because Orlando Jones is the one who wants to bang his student. So it's it's playing the opposite. The only thing is we know that David Duchovny tells Julianne Moore, hey, you need to have sex with me later. So I guess drink last scene when they're in the elevator and he says. What movie is it where um, they keep talking to the, He's kind of like a fat nerd, but he's dated every beautiful woman in Hollywood. Um... Like, Heather Graham, uh, they're always like, really? You're, oh, oh, it's the other guys. Where Will Ferrell is, like, married to Eva Mendez. Oh, yeah. And he dated Heather Graham, and I think Jessica Biel. So, like, that's funny because, like, he's, doesn't acknowledge it. I, I don't know if they were trying to go for something like that. But that's not funny when it's David Duchovny. I think they're playing into that Duchovny's an attractive person, and and pop culture he's an attractive person he's a sex addict so i think they're playing into like he ain't a sexy guy that's all i know of david duchovny really is his weird sex addiction thing that kind of came out and then he leaned into <laughs> he's like yes yes i like to have sex therefore you can excuse all my rapey kind of claims i mean you know you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain but <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Can we watch The Dark Knight? God damn. <laughs> I really like The Dark Knight. Especially now that I've seen what they've done to Batman. Robert Pattinson, we're rooting for you. We're, uh... Okay, so fans. I don't know when this is going to be released because I'm not a magician. I'm just the editor. But I don't know if we should do a Zack Snyder, like, cut <laughs> review. <laughs> but... Like, go fuck yourself. Like, if you think that movie is going to be any good two hours longer, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> right? It's going to be shit. Zack Snyder's never made a good movie. Like, <laughs> ever. Ever. At one, point, I, I, at one point, I do want to review one of his films, which I'm not going to release now, because, you know, goddamn, we don't ever know if it's actually going to actually happen. Yeah. But I like one of his films, and I like couple things in his films, but I just don't get the Zack Snyder... Oh, there we go. Google movie. It's not funny. I just... It's funny to me for some reason. Okay, continue. These are actual... These are actual props. I am thoroughly surprised. I know. They're good looking. At least a few of these are props, and obviously the background stuff is CGI, but... I don't know who did the visual effects, but I'm gonna give him props until the very ending. Yeah. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean... It's what this movie needs, too. And now, uh... Okay, so so now Orlando Jones is actually competent at his job, even though he's been, like, right on the seat of his pants the entire film. Yeah, that's what drives me crazy, is, like, once again, in Ghostbusters... Crack a beer now. Um, in Ghostbusters, all of them do goofy things and are wacky, but it's never questioned that they're not good scientists or they're not smart. Even Bill Murray's character, uh, Vankman, right? Jesus. Yeah, but he, yeah. But he, you understand he is smart. He's a con man, but he's a very he knows his stuff. He's just kind of a car salesman, you know. And I bet they're scientists just like that. He's using it to like give himself an advantage as opposed to others. But once again, like Vankman diverts all intelligence to stance and um and spangler he's just there as the salesman like you're right he's just there to like be like you're a ghostbusters yeah yeah but 
but it's not questioned that he's not also smart. In this, you go, how the fuck are these guys professors? <laughs> I don't know, and I don't know how this thing... See, I don't get why they're worried. Like, why are they under the assumption... Like, I get that they have sharp teeth, so you think they're carnivorous, but, like, why do they have to die? It's like, you... This is evolution, right? If you're a scientist, you kind of accept it for what it is, right? Well, I mean, it, it, it does start eating people in a Macy's, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but it doesn't even eat anyone, which is drink, because this is the Slimer scene in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It's done way too late, but this is like, it's green, and it's like attacking people, and it's like validates our main character, so this is a Slimer scene, so drink. Yeah, and this is also like, where they get to show off that they're Ghostbusters with shotguns. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... Ugh. You're right, though. This movie has no stakes. This thing should be eating everybody. And it'd be... It'd be darker, but it would give more oomph. No, see, that's that's the problem with Ghostbusters. At least you know there's something going on. The stakes are big because you have an interdimensional creature can take over you don't have anybody dying ghostbusters but at least you have like okay we understand what's going on it's a big deal this one these characters are so goofy and don't take anything seriously it's like yeah yeah see pussies know how to shoot guns don't all right but i do i do appreciate that they have guns and they're actually going to shoot it because you know they didn't i don't know i hate this movie yeah. Okay. Here's some trivia for it. <clears throat> Thank God. Um, David Kevney had to beat out John Cusack and Leonardo DiCaprio for the role of Ira Kane. I believe John Cusack, but not Leo. Some go false. Yeah, I saw John Cusack for sure, but it's true. Leo auditioned or was considered for the role. Oh, you know what? He probably heard the word evolution and was like, this is a role I must be a part of. I must <laughs> scream a lot. Oh, wait. And I'm not angry and yelling a lot? <laughs> exactly. I'll drink. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that uh, Leo's a one-note actor, kind of. Uh, um, I, Leo's best character is Wolf of Wall Street. It plays to his strengths absolutely He's over the top. He screams. He yells. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. With things like The Revenant that he won an Oscar for, that is not for him because he can't do accents and he has no depth besides. He didn't do anything. That was completely the director. Like, that director did everything for The Revenant. <laughs> and Tom Hardy was better. Tom Hardy was way better in that movie. Oh, no. Tom Hardy was was gypped of an oscar like he was fantastic as like this awful awful person that was one movie where i was like i think he should have won best actor even though he was in a supporting role like hands down but you know that's neither here nor there i think leo's best movie um was uh django i liked him as mr white that was pretty incredible it's it's kind of fun seeing leo as a villain so it, it does work. He's he's very over the top, but it kind of works because Calvin Candy is an over the top personality. So. Yeah, which you know he's once again 
Leo has some good roles and then some terrible roles, but I just think his the hype of him is over the top. But once again, I'm not going to say he's a bad actor. I, I think he's a very limited actor. No, yeah. I mean, this is like me being like, oh, those NBA guys don't know how to play basketball. Like, <laughs> I am not an actor, so I'm not going to sit here. and. But I do think people give the, uh, oh, he's an amazing actor. I think some of the best actors that we know or that we think are the best actors are just really good at finding scripts that they fit in. There's only a couple actors that you could plug in to any character and they will change it. Like Daniel Day-Lewis changes for the character. He doesn't choose the character that is him. And I know uh, one person I'd kind of put with it would be Jared Leto. I know some people like are not big fans of Jared Leto, mm-hmm. but I feel like he embodies it and he takes method acting to a point where it's like, okay, I can see where you're going. Yeah, I think there's more talent when they change themselves to fit the character, not pick a character that fits them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, really quickly here, the scene is so embarrassing. This is John William Scott singing. Do you know what song this is? Yeah, it's the You're So Beautiful. To me, what song? Who sings it? I don't know this fucking song. I don't know, but I thought it was funnier when he was making crow sounds. This scene is so embarrassing, and I wish it died. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! Take your threat seriously. The Ghostbusters <sighs> take their threat seriously. I know Bankman makes some jokes when Dana Barrett's possessed by the devil. But it, at least at a certain point where it's like, okay, he realizes I need to knock her out with some Thorazine because she's obviously possessed. Mm-hmm. But take it seriously. Like, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. He, and he even tells her, hey, you catch the girl and I'll shoot it. It's like, oh, so you know how ridiculous this is. I, well, and like, they don't, he just gets up and acts like an asshole. Like, and st- like he's like, caca, caca. Like, what yeah. they... That's kind of funny. I'll allow that to stay in. But the singing, it should have been the monster is like flying around and it kind of has a, a lyrical tone to it. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, I think it's the monster. And he goes, shit, that's a, uh, you are so beautiful to me. And then like it answers back like, holy shit. Like that's ridiculous, but that's funnier. It's a setup. No, no, no. Fuck that. Just fucking No, fuck it. you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Just That's it. it. We're fucking done. I quit. <laughs> fuck this movie. We've annihilation. We've all these things. I quit. <laughs> we made it through fucking Sahara. But <laughs> evolution. That was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And why do we have this fucking scene where they're driving, singing, play that funky music? Why? What they should have been doing was if they're going to have this fucking scene, the monster should have been on their hood. So it's just this giant monster on their Jeep that they're taking to the military to show. And they're singing this song because they're proud they killed the monster. But there's yeah. they're just doing this. Or like a trailer. Like the monster needs to be there to show how ridiculous this is. Like they're driving down Main Street with this dragon on the hood mounted like a deer, you know? Like... <laughs> This guy is too ugly for being news. Like, I am an an amateur writer at best, and I am already making this movie ten times better. Why are you trying to fix it? I'm just giving up. <laughs> so you're trying to grab my dick, and I said, no, I'm not going to let you grab my dick. They should have done a reporter that was much more reportery, like, I'm John, and here we are with dragons in Arizona. Like, 
I'm John Brockman. Like, <laughs> I'm Ken Brockman here. I'm here talking about the Godzilla attacking us in New York City. And it should have like him like I'm Ken Brockman. Are dragons in Arizona? And a dragon swoops down and takes him away. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be funny. Like they, and now we get Governor Ackroyd. Governor Ackroyd. Um. Now oh, here's some trivia for you since. We're burning through trivia now. Um, the original... Ca- we have, like, two questions? The original <laughs> cast for uh, Governor Lewis was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, shit. You're telling me that there are dragons in Arizona and they are taking all the goddamn reporters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going false. Speaking this to me, goddammit! <laughs> uh, it was false. I think it would have been better if he was... And he's just smoking his cigar going, the press is going to eat me alive for this. <laughs> See, I live in California. I don't recall a timeline when Schwarzenegger was actually governor. But I know I was young. It so was for really most remember, of your childhood. <laughs> it's like eight years. He was eight years? This is four. Yeah, no. He got reelected too, I think. Jesus Christ. Okay, but uh, so, your truth. So Dan Aykroyd's here. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, yours is more important. It was uh, Bill Murray was actually supposed to play the governor. Um, okay. I think Dan Aykroyd is a better cast, though. Yeah, yeah. Bill Murray would have been better elsewhere in this movie, but, uh, yeah. He would have been good as the groundskeeper, just caddyshacking it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you don't know anything about Dan Aykroyd, but he's a uh, a mental patient. He's believes <laughs> in, like, crazy uh, crystal skull aliens and ghosts and paranormal shit, so he's kind of delightful as a real person but as an actor he is so sincere every role dan Aykroyd's ever played he's extremely sincere no matter how bad the role is that's why even though dan Aykroyd's a crazy person i respect him as a performer i like him like he's he's crazy but he's not crazy in the way that you're like He's trying to ruin he's, people's lives crazy. You know what I mean? He's like, not Tom Cruise crazy where it's like Scientology shit. He's more like, I'm goofy, but my beliefs don't affect you at all. Exactly. He's self-contained crazy. He just stays in his little bubble and, be, and is crazy. He's not trying to like convert people to his craziness. Yeah, and then we just walk into a military base and we're good. Yeah. No problem at all. We just walk into a military secure base about the biggest reveal in the entire history of humanity, but we're good at and then we're going to yell at you without being escorted out of here. I will wear your skin, god damn it! What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I was thinking of um, the judge being Dan, a- Dan Aykroyd from that movie he directed, the batshit crazy one where he's like a judge of this town. and Nothing but trouble? Yes! I wish he was just the judge... <laughs> his base uh, he's, he's, he's less dick nose going on here besides that we already drank to it but we'll drink again because I hate my life Is this is the Walter Peck scene where the mayor walks mm-hmm. in and Walter Peck says lock them up because they're breaking EPA laws so I'm going to drink again because I hate this yeah and this is uh... <laughs> let's nuke him and he's like oh, that's not a bad idea <laughs> I kind of laughed. What is Arizona? <laughs> Who cares, right? But yeah, you're right. This is totally the scene, and like Bill Murray goes, "We could save thousands and thousands of registered voters." <laughs> exactly. 
That's this scene, and it's done so much better in Ghostbusters. A revelation! Ah! <laughs> it's true, Your Honor. This guy has no dick. <laughs> How great is that fucking line? Yeah. <laughs> I love this. I love this. I love this so much. <laughs> now, this is funny. He's, they've just randomly developed into murder apes, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Like, you call them murder apes, I call them the Grinch. I and I think it would have been funny if like they kidnap Orlando Jones and like he's they're like, oh my god, and they look on one of the cameras and they're like petting him. And like treating him like a pet. And he's like, uh maybe not Orlando Jones, that might play a little weird, but David Duchovny. No 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 no, play Orlando Jones because he's already been raped by like mosquitoes. <laughs> might as well have him get like... He's like down there and he's like looking at the camera like, help me. And they're, right. like, feeding him. <laughs> that fits his character. But I do think the apes are kind of funny. They're so ridiculous. and They're just murder apes. And No, I think this is, like, my favorite scene because it's so ridiculous and fun. And it takes the premise with no, like, sincerity. And I'm into that. And it's ri- so ridiculous. ridiculous that they develop the same way as us. <laughs> but... Well, I'm confused. Is like, they learn to set traps. I don't know. It's all ridiculous. But like, but like, but like, they assume that all these white people would be like aiming guns at the elevator, and they just jump up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it. Oh my god! Oh, I love this the scene one so much. thing that this movie did right is these clubs, and they're just clubbing <laughs> people and. <laughs> Uh, they can't punch it. Uh, this is kind of funny. No, this is amazing. It's so bad. It's great. Good scene. Yeah, but it needs more of this ridiculous silliness. Yes. You, you need more adult males in costumes swinging and attacking uh. people. <laughs> this reminds me of like Independence Day with all the glass like uh, <laughs> like uh, rooms and like the aliens attacking somebody and they shoot through it. It's very independent. I think really. it would have been hilarious for them to like, and none of the soldiers shot anyone. It had to be Sean William Scott. They should have just gunned him down. Well, or like, well, what's even weird is like Sean William Scott has this moment of like, oh my god, I killed something. And you think like maybe in a different movie this would be like, oh my god, I've actually murdered something, and I feel like some kind of remorse. But they don't even care. It moves on. <laughs> I, I, th- I was thinking of like something that could be funny. I, it would take a little work to make it truly funny, but. They're, they're like, oh my god, they're apes now, and they're like, well, it's okay, they're self-contained, and they're like, one got out, and they're like, how did it get out? And it's like, someone tried to fuck it, sir. What? <laughs> yeah, someone, so someone tried to have sex AIDS. with it. <laughs> god damn it! Why is someone always trying to have sex with a monkey? Oh, god, what a glorious scene. Just, I'm confused. Uh, do you need the governor's approval for the federal military to like napalm something? Um, I think they don't understand how any of this. The president would be involved. I feel like completely with aliens. <laughs> like, well, they they mentioned later that he's on Air Force One, but that's that's it. I think it would have been funnier too 
if like uh when those blue aliens like one of the scientists be like oh god the blue apes are back and they're like back and he's like oh roswell went to shit <laughs> who 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 goes who has a career in the federal government and then after one bad deal decides to quit their entire job lose their pension and everything because they want to see david Duchovny's asshole again <laughs> I mean, I'd probably sacrifice a lot. <laughs> you just Google that shit. It's on. It's on YouTube. Like his sex tape. Come on. Yeah. I'm kind of with it. They're, oh my god! And why is the CDC there? Do you remember this? I told you this earlier. I was like, why are they there still? Like they should be there. It's a disease. It's not okay. Peace out. We have more important things to do. But you're, like in this movie, I don't know if you actually got this far in this film, but like they're playing this new metal song. It's so bad. It's like dun, 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 bah, 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 bah. oh, you don't know who this is? Who is this? This is Power Man Five Thousand. This is what happens when worlds collide. Da, 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 da. Get up, get we'll up. Have to, get we'll have up. to play this for yeah. Bomb yeah. Bomb the bombshell. God, I love Power Man Five Thousand. Little trivia here. True or false, the lead singer of Power Man 5000 is Rob Zombie's brother. That sounds true. It is true. It's uh, Rob Zombie's brother. That's cool. This song sucks my dick. I like how the <laughs> campus is... Aliens, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's game over. I don't want I can't die as a virgin. That'd be funnier if it was a guy holding that, not a girl. This reminds... Uh. Yeah, it's a little more rapey. Uh, this is mm-hmm. this is like Independence Day, and I think in Ghostbusters they say the world is ending, so I'm drinking because I hate this movie. Goodbye, Arizona. <laughs> ah, there's so no much. No one's gonna miss you besides the 2020 election people. <laughs> this was a Trump rally. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying goodbye to Arizona as it goes blue. <laughs> um. I keep saying this movie has potential, but I mean, like, it has potential to not be a D plus to just be a B minus. Like, it doesn't have potential to be an A. It just has potential to be a fun little movie. This movie could be fun, and it's not fun. Yeah. How weird is he has a he has a um, a toothpick in one hand and a cigarette in another one? This is weird. He's a weird oral fixation. <laughs> just double fisting. Yeah. It looks like it's a match. No, he had a he had a match in the other hand. Oh, you're right. Maybe it is a match in his mouth. Yeah. Why would he throw it? That match is already out, by the way. But why would he throw it like towards the specimen? I don't know. The CGI doesn't but look good, though. This is where they find out that fire makes it multiply even faster. Which I don't know. The Whatever. Blob? Sure. Fine. So here's here's my question. Was like I was like. Why is this, like, one entity? The last half of this film becomes, like, the, uh, I guess the idea is the rock has these microbes. These microbes become single cell, multi-cell, and become creatures. Why does it become just one single organism by the end of this film? Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, it's, like, evolving in all these different branches, and this is the super cell? I don't... (sighs) Yeah, and like napalm is gonna make it turn into that, not the Earth's atmosphere. I feel like it would definitely be hotter on our atmosphere as well as you living in goddamn Arizona. 
I don't know. It just, and I just don't believe the government would burn it. <laughs> once, once again, oh, I would believe it would burn it. But hundred <laughs> percent, like the science doesn't matter if it's funny. You can get through That's a true. lot if it's funny, but all we have is this is miserably unfunny. So then we have to go with what we have, and the science is nonsense. You know what I feel like they were going for with this head and shoulders bullshit? He's in toes. He's in toes. <laughs> I think they were going for, uh, like, Mars attacks when it's Roy Orbison that kills them all. Like, <laughs> they blows their heads up. <laughs> like, I'll be calling you. <laughs> like, but that's funnier because it's so stupid. Like, and, and it's, of course, the fat twins that are the ones that what is the purpose of this of like these fat people having their comeuppance of like oh we were stupid but we randomly thought of it by accident i don't know but they could have done a cleverer way this is the worst part of the film where like the shirt is Mm -hmm. the catalyst of like oh this is how we figure it out because a fucking doctorate in biology doesn't recall his chemistry days right uh, doesn't even make sense either because the arsenic like drop box doesn't make any sense either right carbon arsenic i don't know nitrogen selenium like why would you think that those are any way compatible i don't know i'm not a scientist maybe this fucking makes sense i just think it'd been funnier if like one of the fat twins, like the monsters, like that blue monkey's behind him, and he's like, it's gonna eat him, and he's like showering, and he's just like, oh shit, I dropped my head and shoulders, and then it melts him, and he's like, Jesus Christ! Like, I I don't know. Just, Shane just wants two hundred percent more blue apes. More blue apes. That's what this movie needs. I want this whole town like the the. They're at that party. They should have been partying. Like, it's the end of the world, baby. And then all these blue apes come and start clubbing them to death. And then it's like, ah! <laughs> I like that Ethan Suplay here, this big old fat guy to the right, has, like, Eminem hair, where it's, like, bleach blonde up top uh-huh. and not. And then even yep. worse is, that's the whole point of this, is it's a head and shoulders commercial. That's why I feel like this is a deep state thing, just to make head and shoulders. <laughs> Evolution was made by the deep state. <laughs> To, to just get more money for head and shoulders. I've been trying to tell you guys for years. Evolution, it's the key. <laughs> mm-hmm. Free Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, cool. Samuel Adams. We have Samuel Adams and head and shoulders prominently displaced. Which, once again, I'm not knocking head and shoulders. I use head and shoulders personally. If, you know, for all the product placement, if you're going to do it like this, it's kind of funny. Because it's just ridiculous. Julianne Moore is an Oscar-winning actress in this scene, so enjoy her lines right here. When she says, I would have rocked your world. Uh Add the applause and say, you really love me. You really love me. I hate this fucking movie. Oh, God. There's nothing with their relationship, though. Besides, they want to fuck each other. There was no build-up, there was no interactions, there was just, oh, she digs you, and then it's like, yeah, she digs me. Like, <sighs> Yeah, the only thing in this movie is, you're attractive, I'm attractive, let's fuck. 
Oh, and this is Ghostbusters. This is like when they get the uh, the, the car ready. The Ecto one. Yeah, and they they go out to go take down the city, like. Yeah, drink. And like those, like they would just be marching, and that it just fuck me, fuck, fuck you. And they should have been saying a funny cadence, like I don't know, but I've been told, alien pussy's mighty cold. <laughs> <laughs> This is how much I hate this movie. This movie makes you want to be a creationist. <laughs> <laughs> Evolution's fake. It's just an anti-god movement. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jesus? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have played with that a little bit and made it funny. They should have had some person been like, this is not real, this is fake news because... Jesus is not believing in evolution. Why not? Fuck this, this movie. This Fuck isn't everything. real. Why? Because God's not making these blue apes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I didn't. I thought this movie would be dumb, but I didn't think it would be such a pain in my asshole. Yeah, fuck you. Um, so let's let's discuss the behind the scenes of Waste Potential Podcast. Why are you watching Evolution, Shane? Because we couldn't fucking find Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the 1995 film. We could only find the 2017 one, which I would rather gouge my eyeballs out with forks and get four steps up my asshole than watch some modern take on Power Rangers. I've seen it. it. Ugh. For some reason, the internet has forsaken the 1995 Power Rangers movie. So... I don't know what's going to happen in the next month here, but if we don't get to watching this, this is because we couldn't find Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We have some alternatives. We don't know what's going to happen here. Fuck timelines. But uh, Shane is 100% to blame for this fucking film. I just looked for free movies, and I was like, hey, Evolution, that was on my list. and But this is legitimately, I remember liking it more. I remember at least giggling. And this... I have no nostalgia, so I can't really go with that. <sighs> Dan Aykroyd's not bad. I feel like he's trying. Dan Aykroyd plays Dan Aykroyd. Hey, it's good. It's, it's, it's kind of like else. in the... Uh, have you seen the movie Orange County with Colin Hanks and Jack Black? You goddamn right I have. It's a funny movie. But Harold Ramis <laughs> has like a bit part in that, and he plays like this goofy... like I think he's like a college... Like Dean or something, but like you something, know, yeah. these Ghostbusters actors know how to act. Oh my god! <laughs> that blue ah, yay, the blue monkeys. <laughs> we need more blue monkeys. I would hundred percent be okay with just the blue monkeys being the the main villain. What if the blue monkey, one of them, had like huge tits and they're like nice? <laughs> that would actually fit this film like that kind like of that's lowbrow and kind of giggly whatever we're writing this like in the moment is a just like the writers of this actual film because they printed yeah the fucking no second, second review yeah. you know what the visual effects kind of remind me of starship troopers like these like a the designs bit. of these characters like these creatures that movie has way more like you know no but that's a quality film by a quality yeah. filmmaker, so it's different entirely. It has direction. It has an idea. It Would you like theme? to know more? Yeah, theme. So 
Starship Troopers. Excellent. This kind of reminds me of uh, Hellboy. Like, remember the end of Hellboy where, like, they... That uh, weird, like, Kronos yeah. kind of, like, mythology creature. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of the same year. I think it's just three years later for Hellboy, but it kind of reminds me of that. God, I, I hate this fucking film. I feel like this film almost has to take, like, a scary movie approach to be spoof, funny. Kind of a spoof of, like, other things. Yeah, because, like... I don't know. So this but is some of those scary movies aren't that funny. Um, some are. I, it you have I, to like. They're funny when they take like a naked gun approach to things. See that that's a good point. Like naked gun and airplane are funny regardless if you've actually seen those movies. The scary movie films kind of rely that you've seen those films. So the Zucker Brothers comedies are funny even if you've never seen any of those like cheesy disaster films of the 70s. <laughs> so you, you have to kind of like your your films have to go beyond the content you're spoofing so then people who yeah. actually know what you're talking about get a deeper laugh like that. These are like dicks and like sperm and weird. It's really strange. Yeah. It's very biologically like sound, so I get it, but it's they have a weird look to them. I'm picturing this now as like a movie and Leslie Nielsen is the governor and he's like, that's ridiculous. Evolution doesn't exist. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> right. We don't, we don't need scientists. We need a priest. Yeah. So this, is, <laughs> this is the stay puffed marshmallow man of the film, except for stupid. So drink. Oh my God. This would be funny with Leslie Nielsen. Like, Jesus Christ, look at that thing. He's like, looks like my ex-wife. <laughs> Give me a hot chocolate and a wiener. Yeah. Yep, this should have been done more naked gun. Well, you know what's interesting is you're mentioning like Scary Movie 3 references, and those were actually written by the Zucker Brothers. The first two Scary Movies were written by the Waynes Brothers. Mm, the third what one, a difference. for whatever reason, was the Zucker Brothers. And I think that's the funniest one, if I remember correctly, because that's the one that like spoofs signs, right? Yeah. Um, if you just look at it from a comedy perspective, I would say the first and the third one are the funnier ones to me, but spoofs aren't inherently my type of comedy. They have to be very well done. It's been, been a long time since, you know, freaking Police Squad was... <laughs> yeah. And once again... I think you and I have gone on the record a couple of times of saying like dark comedies are kind of boring our comedies, full blown comedies are hard. I don't know. They are maybe hard. maybe at this point I, I for one of our half, glass half fulls, I don't know, timeline, I wanna do Shaun of the Dead and talk about that's uh. like basically a perfect movie besides one joke. So I don't wanna get any more, but like that's more my kind of comedy where it's like it's, yeah. it's spoofing, but you don't have to watch a single zombie movie to appreciate how funny Shaun of the Dead is. Yep. We'll, we'll definitely glass half full of that. Mark our words. Yeah. Oh, God, you can tell, though. When Ugh, we do our it's talks... It's so grainy and bad. Jesus Christ. We, yeah, it is. We get through the movies that we enjoy. We talk about the movie the entire time, and the movies we hate. We're always talking about other things other than what's going on in the movie. Hey, I I take down notes and I try my best to talk about the things that are going on in the actual film, but... This one's a butthole and it farts. 
It's so funny because it's farting on them. Yeah, imagine if Stay Puft Marshmallow Man did farts. Like, Stay Puft is a goofy concept, but at the very least there was an idea of, oh, it's it's going to kill us. At the very least, this thing is just goofy and everything looks like testicles. Well, and they set up the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man to be funny because they're like, all right, it's going to turn into whatever we think of. So think of the, the, the scare. Don't think about anything. The one guy's like, I just thought of something that didn't scare me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a giant state puff marshmallow man. Yeah. That's funny. That's ridiculous. It's set up and it's a funny like payoff for it. And apparently Ghostbusters can make state puffed seem terrifying. And the, maybe not terrifying, but at the very least, it's like there's at least some kind of threat. A lot of butt stuff, because they just shoved something up Orlando's butt, and now they're gonna shove something up its butt. Yeah, we call that gay, gay panic kind of shit. Which, you know, <laughs> can you panic? I don't know. At least the very least, the top of this is actually a set. You can tell this is actually a design. So someone, at the very least, I'm guessing Ivan Reitman said, "Hey, we should make." Well, that right there is CGI. David Duchovny background, but oh this yeah, this is CGI. But uh, right here, that's looks like an actual set. Oh yeah, they made a butthole set for him. Yeah, it's not. Um, I, I, I don't think all of it. You can tell, like, part of it's composite. Like, this is obviously CGI. Part of it's CGI. But there's at least something they're interacting with. This is obviously right there. Yeah, we get sucked up. This is actually uh, design. Ugh, so, gross. here's a shot or not. Originally, Ivan Reitman wanted Denzel Washington to play the role of Harry Block. Fuck. I'm going to go false. Ah, good job. He wanted Will Smith. That would make more sense. This is more of like a Wild Wild West vibe. Yeah, I'm glad Will Smith didn't taint his career with this, this thing. 2001, this is where he's doing Ollie, so he's doing a little more of his serious roles before he gets into shitty territory and then revitalizes his career later. Uh, Orlando Jones kind of has disappeared, hasn't he? And I didn't think he's that bad of an actor. It just... You know, you make a couple bad decisions and it's game over for your career. Like I said, he has a prominent role in uh, Star's American Gods. It's mm. a TV show I'm watching, just currently this moment in time. So he has, I don't know, not everyone can be an A-list actor. Or like David Duchovny. Like, That's true. He's kind of... How big is he? He fell off the map. Californication was like his last hurrah. Yeah. The only person here who comes off unscathed, no pun intended, is Julianne Moore. Good for her. Because, boy, this could have killed it. Well, at this time, she's not... I know she was in Far From Heaven in the 90s, but she's not a huge actress. I know she was in Magnolias before it, this. Yeah, it was like Magnolias was 99, right? Or yeah, no, so she's still an... But she's still, like, at least a taken seriously actress... I know we did our conversation for us recently, for this and not recently, about Crazy Stupid Love, but, you know, she's a great actress still. I love Crazy Stupid Love so much more than this fucking movie. And this would have been funnier if he took credit. He's like, I 
as the great governor of Arizona, have taken down this monstrosity. Yeah. Like <laughs> instead of they want to fuck in a fire engine. They they want to like. She delivered that line. Oh my god, that was yeah. so bad. Drink. They should have played skeezy politician more. It's funny. Skeezy politician's funny. Like play skeezy or inept uh, politician is funny. Yeah, you can't go wrong because everyone hates politicians. Instead, we get Elena Jones saying, <laughs> Give it to God. I want to thank Jesus. I want to thank my mother. I want to thank a screenwriter. And that girl's in the background there. Do you see her? Uh, that I see what they tried girl. to do. It could have been funnier, but. Oh, look. Right there. The see, in left hand, she, if you see it in the left hand, it's cut out in the shot, but she's there standing next to him. Because he has to fuck a student. Because that's a hero. Yeah, they had to cut that. Yeah, because they realized how creepy that is. And then oh, Red looks no. at the actual camera because he's like, I know what this is. Because they got a fuck in the fire truck. I hate this movie so much. Um, right here, I don't know whether there's snow right there, but now there's a, a literal head and shoulders commercial and I want to kill everybody. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. Fuck you. Like they're they're like acknowledging how ridiculous. No, no, I will not give that movie that much credit. I like that. I, I like the Head Shoulders commercial. Um, any more Sharanas before we wrap up? Yeah, one more. Okay. Um, in nineteen ninety six, David Duchovny was left off the uh, fifty most beautiful people in the world in People's Magazine. In which case, he petitioned and hired lawyers to get himself put on there. That sounds true. It's false. I wish Apparently. it was true. <laughs> he was he was one of the 50 most beautiful people in the world in 1996, according to People Magazine. I, I guess I didn't hear the, the year. I wasn't paying attention. I'll yeah. drink. Well, so many missed opportunities that they could have done. Um... Julianne Moore was so mistreated in this fucking movie by the script. I hate you. Yeah, I know. It's everything is I, just everything is just an absolute like misfire. This isn't one of those where I like knew it was gonna be such a slog. I legit I knew it was not gonna be like the greatest movie we've ever fucking seen, but I thought it would be funnier. I thought we'd have more scenes where we're like giggling or going, I like that. It the Blue Apes was the only fucking thing that we yeah. legitimately laughed at and enjoyed and I don't think it was on purpose. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's funny in a B-movie kind of way because it's, for me it's just like, oh, I hope funny that they actually have people in costumes doing this because god damn it, this is made now. It would be CGI and they would look fucking stupid. Yeah, and they would be crawling. I don't know. They should have leaned more into the blue apes thing, but oh, we did it. We made it through this movie Probably not our greatest commentary, but you know what? Fuck off. It's sometimes, you know, we do this. Sometimes it hurts. I miss Osmosis Jones. Yeah. Okay, so I guess it's my turn to pick the film. Barring that everything works the way that we are hoping to, I'm going to go on a different approach here. We're going to go for a genre we have not addressed, I don't think, yet. 
And I'm going to try to get a, a guest on this one. But we're going to go to a film in the 90s, go to a fantasy realm in which Kevin Costner becomes best friends with a dragon. And we're going to oh! watch the film Dragon Heart. Next. And it's not Kevin Costner. Yes, it is. No, it's Dennis Quaid. Is it? Yeah. You fucked that up royally. Did I? Yeah. Sean Connery's the dragon and Dennis Quaid is his friend. There's Kevin Costner. I could see how you could put Kevin Costner there. It the looks same like Kevin fucking Co- person, right? <laughs> well, I always said Dennis Quaid was, you know, your, if you can't afford Harrison Ford. Oh, shit, you're right. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, regardless. We're gonna I'm do, excited, uh, though. We're keeping that in. <laughs> we're going to do Dragonheart. I won't keep it in, 100%. I'm, uh, we're going to do Dragonheart next time because... We haven't done fantasy yet, and I watched it like a year ago, and it's shit. But I feel like it's gonna be fun. So it's we'll more. I, it's got to be more enjoyable than this. Yeah, I hate this fucking film. <laughs> I'm excited for that Dragonheart. Oh, mix it up. It's gonna be fun. Join so, us if we ever get to Power Rangers. It is what it is. <laughs> I know we really do, and you know, if we get an email from one of our tens of fans. If you want to see us watch Power Rangers Turbo, maybe. I already know that one's going to be bad. I just remember them all being on a pirate ship and driving their cars off a pirate ship. That's all I remember from Turbo. But I wanted to watch the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because of Ivan Ooze. I knew we would have a lot of fun with Ooze. But, um, and the crows that Ooze shoots out of his nose. But, you know, if we don't want a pirate because... You know, for all I, for my many moral flaws, I do think people should be paid for their work. No matter how shitty it is. Yeah, like, they they took the time. There's a lot of cast and people that made the movie. I think they should be paid for their fucking work. Um, One of the few moral high grounds I'm going to (laughs) take. It's a low bar. It's a very low bar. Uh, But, yeah, other than that... um, I'm excited for Dragonheart. I say that now, but maybe we got another evolution on our hands because I think this movie takes the cake for movies that I fucking slogged through. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say Wild Wild West and this film are probably the worst things we've watched. I remember laughing more in Wild Wild West and and in, in like at least engaging more with that. This one, I don't, I, I didn't know what to do. Kill myself. Well, that's the end of the podcast is we're going to kill ourselves now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, please subscribe to our um, social media, our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, email us at podcastwastepotential at gmail.com if you have any questions, ideas, or if you have any movies that we should watch. And um, please help us not kill ourselves. Yeah. And uh, on the ideas front, definitely throw us your ideas. We will read them until we're famous, and then we'll stop reading all you plebs. But, you know, until then, I'm, we'll read your stuff. And if it's a good idea, we'll incorporate it. If it's not, you know, we'll address it and call you stupid. So you win-win. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you to the tens of people who do this. And uh, we'll see you next time. Evolution is a lie. God exists. God exists. God exists. Evolution is a lie. Go to church because the end is nigh. <laughs> <laughs>
They're just literally shit on the most powerful company next to Amazon for something that's definitely going to get us canceled now. <laughs> Maybe at the end of the film, you'll think of a better ad we can re-record. I'm at David Duchovny's sex studio. <laughs> Man, that's a big one. We'll do that one. <laughs> okay, I'm at 44 seconds. Here, let me, re- let me run it while okay, it's fresh. <clears throat> Let's do this. Woo! All right. Good morning. Waste of potential here. Oh, I slammed the table. That you do it all the time, so it's not the first time. <laughs> right. Good morning. Well, it's morning here, wherever you're listening to it. <laughs> Fuck it. Today, we are brought to you by a very special sponsor. Uh, they got in touch with us personally, so we'll enjoy the lawsuit when this comes out. Uh, David Duchovny's, David Duchovny's Sex Studios. Are you sick of your sex game? Do you think you don't have what it takes to lay down the pipe? Or do whatever your partner needs you to do? Well, don't worry. David Duchovny's smug ass is here to teach you how to sex good. He uh, draws upon his his long career, uh, many sexcapades, to teach you how to give it right. Isn't that right, David? Yeah, thanks, David. He's just being smug. He's just smirking in the corner. (laughs) Fuck. He does the sex good. Take it from me. Hey, man's a legend. I, I see what all the buzz is about. Join today and use our promo code for some fucking discount or whatever you do. Um, this is what we're doing. We're getting sponsored by David Duchovny now instead of Manscaped or some other legitimate beard oil company or some shit. If you don't believe us, read the wonderful reviews online given by Bill Clinton and Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. <laughs> he is a legend. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I saw the documentary Evolution. It's terrifying what the government's doing. They're fucking blue apes. <laughs> I'm drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, watch our next podcast where we attend AA meetings. <laughs>